Are you listening to CBJRadio.com yet? The 2021 International Singer Songwriters Association Radio Station of the Year. It's a free radio station, brand new shows every day. Shows range from hip-hop shows to rock shows to all independent artist shows to a Friday night request show. And don't forget about retro Saturday nights. Make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Plaskarud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. Hello, friends. How you doing? I would like everyone listening to do a quick mental health check. How's your head doing? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you blah? Are you excited? Are you spending lots of time in your past? Are you spending lots of time worrying about issues you have no control over? We should all be trying to live in the moment. Not focus on the past, not focus on the future, but live in the moment. Life is too short not to. Now about a year ago, I started taking anti-anxiety medicine. And wow, my life is so much better. I'm not sure how the anxiety started, but it was exhausting. And I would talk myself out of so many good times. Does this sound like you and some of the issues you're going through? I tried so many other ways to relieve the anxiety, working out, trying to sleep better, cleaning. Um, I even tried uh, supplements and it just didn't work. And so I got to talking to my medical provider and got on some meds because he was like, yep, you have anxiety and uh, it's not uncommon. And they made a world of difference in my life. So talk to your medical provider. They can help you out. It's okay to have anxiety, but it shouldn't dominate your life or stop you from living your best life. Now, today's guest is Amanda Sisko. And I can't remember the last time I talked to Amanda face to face. So, so much fun catching up with her. I learned so much about my Boston Red Sox loving friend. Go Yankees, by the way. Amanda's life has had plenty of ups and downs and turned her into the person she is today. Let's get to the interview so you can learn all about her. Um, Born was in Massachusetts, raised was kind of all over. Um, We moved all the way from Massachusetts, Connecticut, Colorado, all over. Um, and why were your parents like military or something? Or good jobs came along? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that would have been the like straightforward, awesome answer. Yeah. But no, the truth is, is my mom was the type to just kind of whatever follow whatever boyfriend she had at the time. I see. So, uh, did your you you were born in you said Massachusetts? Yep. It's hard to say sometimes. Uh, so did your parents like meet there? How'd they meet? How'd they produce Amanda? <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's kind of a really 
messed up story. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's hilarious, but okay. um, we're just going to jump right in there. I got so, you. Um, yeah. Let's see. So my mom was actually in a relationship with a friend of my dad's. And um, then I happened um, and my dad was great. He, I have four older sisters and okay. we all come from different fathers okay. within that same friends group. Um, oh. Okay. Super awkward. Um, yeah. But actually in 2019, I did 23 and me okay. and my oldest sister who we share a dad, um, we actually didn't connect on there. So oh. I actually found out there that I had a different biological dad that I didn't know about. Wow. 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 <laughs> I, it, it, I almost sometimes were like, you know, the seventies or whatever, the eighties, I mean, yeah. th things are interesting and, and definitely, uh, yeah. Friend groups like that. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of drugs, a lot of drinking, a lot of go. partying. Yeah. My parents are from the hippie generation. Um, so I, I don't have any extra siblings, but I'm like, my mom has been married three times and had three different kids. So we all have different dads, but my oldest sister, uh, my dad adopted her. So she had the same last name as me, as far as I can remember. And, uh, I, her dad wasn't a big part of her life, but they reconnected later and everything. And so I kind of relate. Uh, my mom's <laughs> like, yeah, I guess I just married him up. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, and, but she's been with my stepdad the longest, which is the last and current relationship. So, uh, and they had a kid and I never said like half sister about any of my sisters. Me either. Yeah. They're all my sisters. <laughs> yeah. And I have a stepsister as well too. Uh, my stepmom had a, had a daughter before they, my parent, my, my dad and stepmom got married and they've been together. Like I've never known my parents to be together as long as my parents and step parents. And I don't know how my parents got together. Like it <laughs> might've been the drugs and alcohol at the, the time right. and that they met in college and everything. They're, they're two pretty opposite people. And maybe that's why I didn't only work for a little bit on time, but <laughs> I'm always like, uh, I got the good parts of them, but I'm like, wow. Um, thank you for getting together, but I, I don't know how. It also, lasts. thank you for splitting up. <laughs> yeah, and thank you, yes, because like, I as a child of a divorced family, like this fighting would stop. It turned different ways, but um, I always talk to my friends that are going through divorce, and I'm like, hey, your kids are listening when you badmouth the other one, so be yeah. careful what you say and stuff. And I had to have talks with my parents to each of them, and I went. Hey, uh, I really love my mom. I really, my dad. And it hurts me when you talk about him that way. And they, they both understood and stopped. So yes, interesting family life there. Um, yeah. so where, I mean, where do you think you, you live the most? Um, travels? at this point in my life, probably Colorado, Colorado. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, um, did you grow up with those sisters? Yeah. Yeah. And what were the age differences since you're the you're the youngest? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm the baby. My oldest sister is 18 years older than me. Okay. And then 11 years older than me. Five years and three years. Gotcha. So were you like the quintessential kid sister that wanted to be just like her? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're all so different. It's yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah. 
I, my older sister, six years older than me, she uh, was awesome at academics and sports and everything. And so when I came up through the ranks, through school, through sports, they're like, oh, you're Rochelle's little brother. And I'm like, oh, I'm a real person. Like, I'm not just a little, <laughs> little brother. And it was a shadow to live in. And I definitely can tell my personality traits came, came out of that. Being the, Then I became a middle child. And I'm so I'm such a like, I'm different. I'm unique, um, you know, but yet I love all the same music as my older sister. I uh, There's a lot of things where I'm like, okay, we are a lot alike. And she was the first rude. Uh, her coat, flask rude, you shorten it down. Her track coach later became my football coach, but yeah, she was called rude. Then I got in under him as a football coach and he was like, oh, you're rude's little brother. And I'm like, ah, not again. <laughs> and so uh, I had that name. This, I grew up in Portland, a suburb of Portland, Oregon. So I had that nickname there, moved to Laramie, Wyoming, did not tell anybody to call me rude. It grew organically in high school because, yes, the last name's easier to short down. And, and so, but I was lucky when I moved here, I didn't have that shadow. Nobody knew my older sister. It was great. And eventually she had a different last name. She got married. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was, she was definitely a shadow. And it took a lot of time for me to get through that to be like as much as she did right, great things. And, yeah, she did great things. Why would I want to be like her? But I was like, ah, I got to blaze my own trail and everything. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, it was probably like sixth grade where I was really changed because I got into like rap music, Beastie Boys, Run MC, and she wasn't having it. And so that was like the biggest change. At least it was good rap music. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a big change. And she went off to college. And so like she came back and it, we were definitely a whole lot of different personalities. And everyone's like, you're the best brother and sister. And she would just kick my ass behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same with you. I, I got my ass beat a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I got, I'd get pinned down and she would like drool. I don't know the one where you drool all the way down and then suck it back up. Yeah. yeah she did that a lot. I remember a lot. And she broke me as far as being ticklish. <laughs> Zero ticklish these days. And so like every girl that thinks it's cute, tries to tickle me. I'm just straight face. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm broken. <laughs> if you get to meet my sister, you can blame her because she <laughs> broke me like too many times where I probably nearly peed myself. She's funny <laughs> so much. That and sounds so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just older siblings, you know? And so uh, as a kid, were you like uh, into academics? Were you an athlete? Were you playing um, definitely not an athlete. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm a hundred percent a Jewish girl. Um, okay. oh. I only run if I'm being chased. Um, <laughs> and even then it's not much. I've always been kind of, um, I don't know. Uh, it sounds weird, but I've been good at academics, Okay. but it hasn't been something I've had to really like try hard at. Right. Um, so it hasn't been like all that exciting. I found excitement in things like debate team. Oh and yeah. Stuff like that, where you actually had to like really try. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. I, uh, I worked at a summer camp out in New York uh, and I lived in New York for a couple of years. And so I would never been around such a group of people, mostly predominantly Jewish that were <laughs> just, just no competitive, but with academics, it was yeah. like, unreal like <laughs> like you they could have scored seven touchdowns in a game but they're 
you know, don't care. <laughs> they don't care. It's their uh, regent scores. That... I get really excited about like spelling bees. Yeah. Like yeah. playing trivia, stuff like that. That's my jam. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I was just like, wow, okay. You know, and, and then living there and, and everything, I was like, all right, I don't, uh, my sports accolades don't impress like they did in Wyoming. And so now I got to use my brains and the useless <laughs> trivia I've built up, which maybe, maybe that's where I got it from. Maybe it's my time here in New York trying to build up that trivia in my right. head and win and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was very interesting to the East coast. It seems like, well, at least Northeast was very like competitive. And then like the, the Ivy league schools. And, and I was like, wow, this, that's amazing. And uh, cause I look back and go, yeah, I have fun smashing my body against people in sports, but I didn't <laughs> focus on the academics enough. I did it enough to play the sports. I didn't push myself as much as I probably should have looking back. And nowadays I'm like, I sound like a popcorn machine and uh, I still, you know, won't go back to school because I sucked at it. But I was just like, I wish I would have applied myself more back then. But, you know, that's what hindsight's for. I think absolutely. And, you know, I have some of those same, like I would get straight A's all through school and I still dropped out of high school when I was in my sophomore year. Oh, wow. And I got my GED when I was 18 and I aced it. And they were like, I actually got it at Laramie County Community College in Cheyenne. Okay. And they were like, wow, you scored so high. We'll give you a semester scholarship to University of Wyoming. And I was like, okay, sure. Then I had to take the ACTs and all that stuff. And I, I did it, but I didn't really like apply myself the way that I wish I would have. Yeah. Because now looking back, like I am two classes away from finishing my degree now because I never finished it then. Yeah. And because I just didn't care enough. I understand. Yeah. But I uh, have a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Colleges. <laughs> yeah. I, sorry, mom and dad. Um, I waste a lot of money. They split college up. That was divorced parents. And they're like, we'll give you five years. Took me six. Cause I had a really good time while I was there. And, uh, and I said, I was like the sixth year, I probably could have been done five and a half. But I spread it out because I had to pay for it. And I was like, I got to work a lot. So I can't be in classes full time. And I had no idea what, where I want to go, what I want to do. Like, I got a broadcasting degree. Or, and I'm just like, uh, now what? Working TV? Working Casper or Cheyenne? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Or that was another part of it was, what do yeah. I want to do? I kept thinking about what everybody else wanted to do and what everybody else was good at and passionate about. Yeah. But I- I couldn't find anything that I was really passionate about. So I just kept kind of hooking on to other people's dreams and aspirations. And then I was not happy. Yeah. So uh, that dropping out your sophomore year, was that because you guys were constantly moving and it was just time to Um, get away from that? (laughs) Well, so I actually dropped out um, when I was 15 because I moved out of the house Um, and I got a full-time job, got my own apartment. Um, and uh, just took care of myself from that point on. Yeah. So Didn't have time to go to school. <laughs> I got, yeah. But you, I mean, you sound pretty smart because you went and a GED and they gave you a scholarship to go to UW. So uh, you probably are all right. Not everyone gets out of that situation like that. I know you didn't finish, but still it was, 
it was an opportunity. I mean, like an opportunity. You still have the smarts to ace the GED. And so that is basically saying you could have gotten high school done easily. Well, and I will say most most high school public education, 90% of it is common sense shit. Yeah. You know, it's deductive reasoning, stupid stuff. Like if you ask me to do trigonometry and calculus, there's zero possibility oh, yeah. I could ever do those. Yeah. But if you ask me to figure out some probabilities or write something correctly, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think I realized maybe education is good after I took the ACTs once, did it terribly, but learned so much more in the next few months at school. And I did really be- a whole lot better on the ACTs. And I realized like what, why you should do good at them. And I was like, okay, all right, let's try. Um, but it was interesting to see how my math, especially had grown in just a few months in between testings and everything. Uh, yeah, but there's stuff I have beef with, you know, high school stuff where I was like, I would rather learn how to balance my checkbook than, yeah. than certain other things. Learn like, how to vote, how to yes. look up candidates for office uh, yes. and how to do your taxes. Yes. Stuff that actually matters. Laundry. Um, yes. Well, eating, I've been doing laundry since I was like nine. Eating so. healthy. Eating yes. healthy. Yeah. There's some things that I wish I would have had going on. Taking notes. I had no idea how to take good notes in high school. Then I got a college. Study habits. Yeah, good study habits. But today in college, it is crazy because instructors just give you the notes ahead of time. Yep. And, and, and then they're like, yeah, just f- highlight the stuff you think is important. Sometimes I'll say this will be on a test. And I was like, oh, I should write that down. But back then I had no idea how to take notes. Probably tell <laughs> sophomore, junior year. Probably didn't have a good idea. I probably wrote way too much down or the wrong stuff down. But yeah, it was, uh, I wish I would have learned that in high school, like before yeah. I got there. There are a lot of things. But yet, again, I, I had good opportunity when I went to high school. It was here in Laramie. So uh, I don't, it was good. I mean, I hated Laramie till about my senior year because I had moved here when I was in seventh grade and it was like the, you know, biggest culture shock of the world. Oh, yeah. And like, cause I suburb of Portland, Oregon and uh, the two days before or the Saturday before we moved here, we're watching Saturday Night Live and it's a sketch called Laramie Vice. And oh, God. yeah, it's all about, <laughs> wild west characters and dirt roads and all that stuff and i'm watching my friends are like you're moving there oh my god and then i'm just panicking even though like my stepdad had lived in laramie the year prior because he got a job and made sure he liked it and everything before i moved us out and and so i was good you know the neighborhoods and running water and all that cable television all that good stuff but yeah it really freaked me out and then i moved here and it was like a lot of big fish, small pond stuff. And, and yeah. so I was not impressed and I really try to do everything to get out. But next thing I know, I go to the university of Wyoming. It was an opportunity. I got recruited to play football. Didn't quite work out at other colleges and you know, not universities, small schools. And I thought that was my way out and university of Wyoming is affordable. And so, oh, yeah. um, loved it. But yeah, like I had a really, really, really good time in college. And uh, so it took me a little bit, but I enjoyed college for everyone that got out in three years or four years. I had the fun yeah. for them. I had way too much fun. Yeah. Um, 
there's a lot that I don't even remember because I had way too much fun. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when I think back on some of the relationships that I made during those years, like it's with such fondness, like even if I'm not in touch with a lot of those people anymore, um, on a daily basis or anything like that, like, it's just, you think about all these good times and you don't really think about all the stupid petty, you know, 20 something arguments you had when you were an idiot at that age. You just think about all the stupid, fun adventures that you had. So what's your major in when you went to UW? Um, education. Education? Yes. Nice. Then Did I realized you- I don't really like kids. <laughs> oh, wow. I like um, my kid. I yeah. just don't like other people's kids. I'm going to rewind you a little bit. How'd you end up in Cheyenne? Um, so actually when I was 18, I took a job as a live-in nanny. Okay. Um, I was living in Denver and I met a fam, the family through other friends and they really needed a live-in nanny. And so I said, sure, I'll try it. And then I moved up there and, um, I met a couple other people. I think, you know, Mike Pock, um, Probably. from Laramie. Yeah. And he kind of, he went to UW at the time and kind of introduced me to that world. And it really made me want more in my life, not just kind of going job to job, but go back to school, do something with my life and realize at least some kind of potential. Yeah. Cause I was like, it's people just don't go to university Wyoming, like not having a Wyoming <laughs> connection at some sort. Yeah. <laughs> like, even though I know a few, they're like, I literally threw a dart, ended up at UW. I'm like, wow. Or they're foreign exchange students who oh, sure. sound cool. <laughs> yeah. And we duped them. Yep. You come in and see it during the summertime and then dropping winter on them like no other. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I've, only I can't remember any like one friend, one guy that's been on the podcast. Um, I can't remember how he ended up at UW, but it was he lived in LA, and like yeah, he grew up in LA. And he's like a really good friends with like the Zappa kids, like Frank Zappa's kids and stuff. Like his dad owned, I think it was an antique, but he's an interesting guy. Interesting guy, but you have to listen to his podcast, Tori Mel, and uh, how he got to UW and everything. Because I was like, yeah. You just uh, like, I barely knew about Wyoming. Like when my parents said we were moving here, they're like, I'm like Cheyenne. That's all I know. State capitals. That's it. And, (laughs) and, and, but yet when I moved back from New York, I said, I'd live here five years and go back to Oregon. It is now year 19, not happening. You're Uh, not going anywhere. (laughs) Not going anywhere. I'm at, I mean, next year will be 20 years at the university of Wyoming uh, working. And so I'm like, yeah. And then at 25, you can actually collect your full retirement. Not like I'm retired, but then I got options. And and so, yeah, I'm here. I I was like, just don't, I'm always like telling myself, just don't screw it up. Just do a good job. (laughs) Just don't screw it up. Hold on for five more years. (laughs) He bite your tongue sometimes. Yes. Just say, yes, I can do that. And so, but yeah, it's been, it was interesting because when I moved back, um, I, was a DJ when I was in college. And then I remember, <laughs> but, but uh, you got me at when I was actually a full-time worker at UW, True. 
and then DJing at Lovejoy's. And I was, it was so interesting because I was probably a good 10 years older than everybody. Just, <laughs> but you couldn't tell I'm such a baby face. And uh, I fit right in. It was like going back to college, but no classes for me. I just had a full-time job to hold down. I still remember like you had like the big old CD. Oh yeah. Like... <laughs> it is like, it's still, it's in my, this is in my studio, but it's in like plastic, like um, storage thing. Display case. Yeah, for I the should museum. display it. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I know there's like, I think three or four of them. I mean, there's two, one big one and then two other smaller ones. And it is so like sticky. It is just because, and everyone, I remember the time period, people were like, why don't you use your computer? And I was like, I don't trust you drunks not to spill yeah. on it. And I point the finger at myself when I say that, because I would spill it all the time. Oh God, I just like, remember all the pictures of Jack and Coke. Yep, yep. Oh God. I hadn't thought about that in probably 10 years. Yeah. Oh, Listeners, Thursday nights at Lovejoy's back in the day. Thirsty uh, Thursday. Yeah. There were $8 pitchers of booze. Yeah. And one was uh, Jack and Coke. I think there was Long Island. Yeah. Sour Michelle, I do believe, was the other one. Ugh. Yeah. $8. Eight. And like normal people would be like, hey, there's a couple of us. Let's split this. No, you just stick a straw in it. Yeah. 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 No. No. I could, I, on a, on a good bartending night, like the good bartenders, I could do two while I was DJing bad bartenders. Mm-hmm. I go through three or four. Cause they weren't filling me up full of booze, oh. but, oh yeah, it was, um, interesting. And there's been like times I've gone back later and ordered up one. I know I can't remember what cost, how much they cost. And I was like, <laughs> I could put down two of these in a night. I can't believe that. That's yeah. crazy. And like. I always would laugh at the people that would actually like graduate and go on, do better things and work real jobs. They come visit and they couldn't hang because the taunch was gone. And I was like, you guys are wusses. And then that di- I did that. And uh, I'm that guy now. I'm like, yes, I'm a wuss. I was say, That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I have two glasses of wine and I'm like, Woo-hoo! yeah, I don't drink four days a week. I might drink four days a month. But yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, it's so I thought you're it was not like, drinking to get smashed anymore. <laughs> yeah. There have been times, but yeah, I hear you. And <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but like I I'm like, it's really hard to get me. I go out sometimes because like, why don't you ever go out? And I'm like, because I've done everything in this town, forwards, backwards, sideways, really drunk and not drunk. And I was like, you, there's not much you can impress me with in Laramie, and so I don't go out as much. Um but I, when COVID got a little more wrapped up, yeah, I started going out more because I was just like, people, I can't <laughs> be people without masks on. This is fun. I turned 21 in Laramie and yes. it was a nightmare. I mean, I have nightmares from that still. <laughs> Not so much from Loved It, more the Ranger Racer will oh, yeah. forever be like ingrained in my brain as the worst decision I ever made. Yes. It's the that, first time I ever truly threw up in my mouth. And and that that's the one where it's like a shot of blue Caraco and vodka. And yeah. you get through a straw and they just keep pouring more vodka. Yeah, they free pour until it yeah. runs clear. Yeah. So you basically just slam down like a pint of shitty yeah. vodka. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I did that on my birthday once. That was, I don't, I don't know if I got, yeah, I might've, 
I might've had a backup a few steps because I wasn't going to puke in my mouth or puke. I was just like, Whoa, okay. That's good. This is going to be, this is terrible. And I don't know why I'm telling you this, but uh, I definitely, so I puked in my mouth a little bit and then I spit it in my hand and I dumped it in some girl's purse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I was trying to be like cool and hang and you know, Oh damn. Poor girl. I had no idea who she yeah, was. So. Yeah. And it was your 21st. Sorry. Uh, yeah. My 21st was here too. Um, and we went out and went to Mingles and that was my mom would hang out that bar so often. And so she came alien thing they had done that where they light on fire and the, yeah, that's, that one's rough. I think that one was a little more rough on me in that speed, but the shots, uh, the speed shot or whatever, the race at the ranger, but okay. We're at Mingle's 21st birthday and people are just lining up shots around me in a horseshoe. And my mom's like, I got to go because she didn't know like quite the drinker I was. So my tolerance is, you know, through the roof at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I got to go. I don't want to see you throw up. I did not throw my birthday, but all I did, I remember being there. I think maybe went home for a sec and then we went downtown Last thing you remember was the parlor and then waking up in my bed. And God, the back parlor. then, it, yeah, back then it was uh, like phone calls, like via landline. And I guess I made some calls when I got back home. I was pretty entertaining, <laughs> but I don't remember getting home or being home. And yeah, the next day I just like, we had a love seat in our, I could have slept, I laid on the couch. I just laid in the love seat, like in the fetal position for a while. And my birthday is the day after St. Patrick's day. So it's generally like a two day part. It was then. So, 100%, yeah. yeah um, I think I ended up calling Justin Taylor uh, to come and pick me up because I was so drunk. I couldn't even figure out where I lived. Yeah. Uh, there was a time we did beer Olympics. And, oh yeah. I remember beer Olympics. Yeah. My, our, my team, I was always on. We were out usually in the first couple of rounds. Uh, so it was, it was never like, uh, you know, a big stressor to me or big wasted moment, but the last year I did it. And that's why I was last year. Uh, we made it to the finals and we couldn't even do the finals because <laughs> one of our teammates couldn't even stand up. Like it was, and I remember like getting a ride from the place it was at and home. And I still had a DJ at Lovejoy's and I had to get a ride from my apartment to the bar. And I was just like. <laughs> I thought I totally missed DJing like in that drunken stupor <laughs> of like the end of the final to time to go to my house. I was like, Oh crap. I missed DJing. I thought it was like the next day. And I was like, yeah, this is all before like the world of Uber. Oh yeah. That, so. Oh yeah. I called people for ride. There was no, I don't think I had my car. There was no way I was driving or anything. I think I pretty much just called Justin all the time. He nice. was my savior. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You got, I like, I always talk about if I would have had Uber in college, I would have like, I would have take, paid them off the clock. Like they would have been my oh, driver. 100%. Like the four of us, five of us, I always hung out. <laughs> yeah. Well, they would have been well paid if we had just had a sober driver. For a retainer. <laughs> yeah. Be like, we will call you. Yep. And we will be right here when the bar closes. <laughs> so, and it's more difficult getting us out of there than it is. Yeah. Yep. Like, I drove Uber <laughs> and, and Lyft for a little bit here in Laramie. 
uh, COVID hit and I was like, oh, the people need that money more. And I don't want to have to wear the mask the whole time. And uh, they still do and all that. And I probably could go back to it, but it was like a difficult decision. If I was like, do I want to p- take people home at two in the morning? And there's a lot of money to be made. Oh. <laughs> Man, it's rough. I don't even want to take people home that I know. At two <laughs> <in the> <laughs> yeah. It's rough to wrangle on the car. And then like suddenly like, Oh, we fit seven of us in your car. I'm like, no. Can we stop at Taco Bell? And can we run by 7-Eleven? Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. I've done. I'll take them through food uh, pretty easily. Um, but I'm always like, it's your money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's your money. Spend it however you like. Yeah. So yeah, it was it. I I always have to make that decision if I was like, I'll get them to the bar, but I don't know if I want to take them home. And so right. I think one time I f- facilitated a drug deal and not like weed or anything, <laughs> but yeah, like I didn't, I didn't know what was going on, but it was some shady driving and dropping off of, of folks that, yeah, I was like, this is, I hope they don't call me back. <laughs> like, I hope they don't call me back. <laughs> and so, uh, so you have this just crazy, wonderful time in Laramie, Wyoming. Yes. And two classes shy well now i am so i I after i actually went back to school um i had i think like 70 some odd credits when i left okay and then i went back to school last year um or 2020 mid 2020 um i went back to csu i know i know and um i'm actually i'll be graduating this winter this coming winter yeah. Uh, that's a CSU tone I have. Yeah. I know. As a person who works at the university, <laughs> love it, love it, love it. But rivals in sports, hate them. But yeah, as a resource and you know, CSU is, always works in conjunction with us. So I can't, I don't hate on them until that point. <laughs> it was actually funny because, so I hadn't thought like about any of my credits at UW for so long because I wasn't planning on going back to school or anything. But then I needed to get all my transcripts and all this stuff. And they said, your transcripts are locked. And I was like, what? And they're like, you have a balance. I was like freaking out. I was like, wait, what? They held my transcripts hostage over a $15 parking ticket from 15 years ago. I was like, are you joking? Sticklers for parking. After how many thousands of dollars I have given you, you couldn't write off a $15 parking ticket? Those are the rules, I guess. Uh, Seriously. (laughs) So what made you leave Laramie? Um, So I am going to be 100% honest with you. And it's not a fun story. It's not a good story. Um, but I was sexually assaulted by a coworker that I had up there. And, um, luckily my roommate at the time convinced me to call the police, which I did. And then, um, it was really kind of the Laramie justice system that made me leave. And that was, It was the day of court and all of that stuff. And he was charged with three counts of sexual assault in the first degree. And the district attorney up there came to me and said, well, we have pictures on your MySpace of you partying and drinking. If you don't agree to a plea deal for him, then we're just going to show all of these pictures and he'll walk. 
Wow. And it was absolutely traumatizing and terrible. And so it was pled down to three counts of sexual battery, 90 days in jail. And That's so, terrible. yeah, at that point I was like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't see how you party and justify sexual assault. That doesn't exactly. That's weird. That's very weird that a government city system went strong arm you like that. That's odd. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, happen and then so you moved down Colorado yes I moved down here I moved in with my sister um and shortly after that I started to work at a children's hospital odd I know because I don't like children um Any <laughs> help? it was there I kind of got into the medical field and realized that science healthcare, all of that is where my passion is and and so you're at the Children's Hospital. You're not currently there, are you still? No, I was uh, there for about five years. Five years. And that mm-hmm. and what did that lead to? I mean, you're saying it led to more medical. Um, so that was like this weird path. So I was at Children's and then I started taking some classes um, to work in like medical clinics and research and all this stuff. And so then um, I started working in a critical care clinic, um, with end-stage renal patients. And I really got into like the whole organ transplant, transplant idea. I thought it was super cool. And so then I applied for and got this job working in stem cells, um, and processing research, um, biologics, things like that. And then, um, I kind of learned everything I could learn there. So then (laughs) I got a job doing organ and tissue recovery <laughs> oh, wow. um, for a while. And okay. um, I did that for a while. That's actually really hard physically. Um, it's like 12 to 15 hour shifts, like four to five days in a row. It's oh. super hard. Um, and I mean, you're picking up all these bodies, flipping them over all this. Stuff. It's difficult. Yeah. So, um, after I left there, I realized I kind of, I wanted to stay in healthcare, but I wanted to have living patients. Um, and I, I wanted to make a difference. Um, and so I got a job working ocular oncology. Um, so I did, I was running an ocular melanoma program for about eight years until last month, actually. And I just left there for an amazing position with the Melanoma Research Foundation. Cool. Stem cells. Very interesting because I have diabetes. I'm like, fix my pancreas. Got that stem cell around it. I need a new one. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, First time I heard about any sort of research in stem cells, I was like, yes. Yes. I love the way (laughs) this, the talks of this, the possibilities of it. Oh, absolutely. And then... Um, my, uh, girlfriend, my partner, she owns a funeral home here in Laramie. And so I every, know. <laughs> every once in a while I get to, uh, help with. We actually sent her, um, a decedent while I was yeah. doing organ and tissue recovery. Hang on. I was like, I know that name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, yes, I know, uh, moving bodies, dead bodies is not easy at all. And so there's uh, a reason they call it dead weight. 
Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and so like, I could see how that's ta it's taxing on her. She doesn't have to do it all 15 hours of a day, but a lot and everything for being in, she's five feet tall. She can, she could throw a body like she can move some weight. she's very powerful <laughs> watch out oh yeah oh i got a healthy respect for her for her, her, oh, her freakish strength and such <laughs> and 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 so but yeah i understand and um with her it's 24 7 because people dying yeah Never so it's in, yeah oh it, yeah and so we have such like interesting kind of polar jobs because mine's fixing it and in, in rooms and it's technology and hers is really dealing with people in their worst times not just being dead but their family you know someone just passed and wow um but it made me um not fear death as much as i probably did yeah and so i'm much more comfortable with it and and once you start getting your affairs together <laughs> um, like that, I mean, it's, it gives you peace of mind and also knowing that people like her exist in the world to take care of you once you're gone. So, uh, right. yes, not as scared of death as I used to be. Um, but yeah, cause well, everything will kill you these days. So why, you know, live that kind of fear. Right. So, so and, and, but yet like, well, I don't know about you, but we watch a lot of, uh, true crime. Uh, I, my husband is so freaked out because I'm always watching snap yeah. true crime. And because I have disassembled people before, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh dear God. <laughs> like we watch a lot of it. She probably got more into it. I like cult stuff. That's my, that keeps me entertained. People. Cult. <laughs> and, uh, well, we watch a lot of true crime stuff and I'm always like, Oh, I'm lucky to be alive. I'm literally lucky to be alive. <laughs> Because there's just so randomness. So you're like, hey, I'm just getting like a Slurpee. And next thing you know, some guy shoots you in the convenience store. Yeah. So I don't even want to say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, but like, I feel like the amount of family members I still have is like tempting fate all the time because you see these people and there's, yeah. you know, oh, Joe Smith over here had his cousin murdered at 7-Eleven and then his yeah. sister was murdered at Kmart and all this. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I was like, I always, at first I'd be like, oh, a lot of this stuff just happened in the 70s, 80s. You know, people didn't lock their doors. There was no video cameras, stuff like that. And then there's modern stuff, but I'm like, you're going to get caught in this day and age. So I was like, there's <laughs> video cameras everywhere. Your cell phone tracks you. Uh, they always talk. You probably know the person that you just killed because they fired <laughs> you up enough to, for you to kill them. So you probably, it's so interesting to watch these shows. And now we always talk about how we're experts. We're like, we could solve this case. Right. Yeah. Well, and like you think about some of these cases, like a lot of these cases get solved, you know, with yeah. new like technology and things like that. And, but I still think about like the Tylenol murders of the 1980s in Chicago. Yeah. Like it's still unsolved. And I don't understand how. <laughs> like, how have you not found a person that like, like clearly he had to work for Tylenol. <laughs> I'm always like, people talk. They're like, yeah, that's he our, told someone. That's our flaw. People talk. We cannot keep it's really hard for people to go to the grave with secrets because they talk. Exactly. And so, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of all solved ones that I'm like, come on. Someone knows something. Talk. Yeah, that's a podcast. Someone knows something. We listen to podcasts too and everything. Usually while I'm like 
doing work and it like paperwork and so yeah it's definitely uh a new thing so yeah i started this podcast not to be a murder show or anything like that you know, more lighthearted and fun and interesting and so yeah when i promote the show i'm like it's not murder shows as we call it in our house murder porn um <laughs> the first time i said that around somebody they are we said that around somebody and they gave us a weird look they thought we were watching <laughs> i was just porn gonna... that involved murder and i was like no 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 it's kind of saying I'm sure there is that though. Yeah, there is. There's gotta be. But yeah, I was like, no, no, no. It's uh we say that because there's just so much murder shows out there. It's almost like porn. So yeah, and and I think there's a whole South Park episode on them watching murder shows the whole time. One of my favorite shows still and everything. Did you ever go to Lovejoy's during South Park night? No. Oh. I'm not a South Park fan though. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, I tell people, I go, if you've never been offended by that show, you might not be human because they push <laughs> I all haven't the been buttons. offended by it. I yeah. just don't oh, find I know. it that funny. Yeah. I, I, in the beginning, I didn't as much. And then they did a April Fool's joke and ran the stupid cartoon Terrence and Phillips, which wasn't smart at the time. It's funnier now. But it took me a few years. I boycotted them. I was like, this show went weird. It got stupid. And then now, and then I watched from about season four on and I was like, they're, they are smart. And I get it. Cause I'm, they're like nearly my same age. I think they're just a bit older than me. So I was like, all the stuff and references they make are right at my head. And I'm so like I, a yeah. Bob's burgers. Oh, like, I like Bob's burgers. Jam. Yeah. That's like machine gun comedy as I call it. Cause <laughs> everyone got a funny line about to come out of their mouth and that family at any given moment uh gene is my favorite so dry yeah i just love it gene is my favorite like the stuff he (laughs) says is just and it's you you don't know if it's inappropriate or not until bob's like gene like (laughs) that is you're like that was inappropriate benjamin is a national treasure (laughs) yeah is that the voice of yeah uh, okay bob and archer okay yeah well the first time i caught archer i hadn't seen uh bob's burgers yet and i was like that's the same voice and then i saw him do a stand-up and i was like that's bob the whole time i'm like that's bob the whole time but yeah weird yeah it's a a funny show we just did a great commercial for bob's burgers yes thank you on our on our (laughs) podcast right there and so yeah it's uh um and so uh, you're down in denver um you have a different last name than I recognize. Oh yeah, so you got I, married. I got hitched. Yep. Yeah. How'd you meet him? Um, oddly, he was friends with my sister. Oh cool. <laughs> oh so, yeah. Um, I met him at my sister's husband's birthday party, uh, seven or eight years ago, and um, I looked at my sister and I said, "I'm gonna make him mine." Oh. And, uh. I had to chase him for a while. He uh, was uh, not, he didn't really like date much. And so I hassled him and chased him and didn't give up until he finally said yes. And then it was all over from there. I mean, yeah. I do not love your face. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah. we got married on May the 4th of 2019. Oh, and we had a Star Wars wedding. Oh, wow. Like, oh, I'm, I'm behind my back. My- virtual background is a collection of star Wars stuff. Oh. So, I'm a big nerd. 
um, I have a framed Return of the Jedi poster that used to hang like front and center in the living room. I've kind of moved it to a different spot, but yeah, that's my jam right there. I have a lightsaber. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, Our wedding cake was Han and Leia and it said, I, I love you. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I said it to my girlfriend once. I said, I love you. And she's like, I know. And I was like, you just Han soloed me. And she was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> I thought you were Han Soloing me. Now you make it weird. <laughs> and so I was like, it's from the Return of the Jedi. No, it's from Empire Strikes Back. And she's like, uh, oh, yeah. She, she knows Star Wars enough probably to, to placate me. But make it until you make it. Yeah. And, uh, she's like, yeah, I, I just can't sit down. I was like, you want to watch all the episodes? She's like, ah, I just can't do that. <laughs> like, uh, I can. Anytime. Right. <laughs> See, I'm more like, I love Star Wars and I'll sit and watch them. But if you ask me if I want to watch all eight Harry Potter movies back to back, I will absolutely sit and do that. Wow. We're, I was just having a conversation about like Harry Potter today because the movie came out and made like 43 million. And uh, I was never into Harry Potter. I came out too close to uh, Lord of the Rings and I'd read Lord of the Rings when I was younger. And so I was like, "Uh, this is infringing on some different worlds and i was like uh so different though i watched the first couple movies for a girl i was dating at the time and yeah pretty much maybe i'm maybe i'm bitter i don't know oh and i went to harry potter land with her in disney world and everything that is the best place in the world was it butterbeer yeah yes yeah that's good and so this summer i'm going to disneyland i think it's star wars world my, right. nep- my nephew's turning 21 and he oh. wants to have drinks in the cantina bar. <laughs> and I was like, I'm in. And because they're like, we figured you would be. And I was like, yeah. And I you did wear the slave bikini. I, slave bikini. I have a Han Solo <laughs> outfit. That probably works a whole lot better um, <laughs> than my than the slave bikini. Yes, that'd be. I wouldn't be the, probably the first guy to do that there. But, probably not. Just get uh, a t-shirt that has it on oh, it. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> Yes, I'll have to look into that. Uh, I remember when I last time I was in Disney World, and I didn't I didn't like it all that much. It's for kids, and I get it, and that's that should be. And as we're leaving, I'm like, I'm never coming back to Disney unless they buy Star Wars, and because I figured that would never happen. <laughs> and then... it happened, and I was like, <laughs> when when it happened, I was like, great. And they started building Star Wars Land at Disneyland. I was like, now I'm coming I gotta back to go. Disney. Shit. Damn you, mouse. <laughs> you got me once again. And so we yeah, we did, yeah, Harry Potter land. I was always like, look at all these nerds buying uh wands standing in line for that was hours. Me. Yeah, that's me. Oh, I'll be getting my <laughs> lightsaber, my legit lightsaber at Star Wars. You can get those and stand in line. Yeah, that'll be me. I know. I I'm sorry, I I have no shame about it. The w- wonderful wizarding world of Harry Potter is yeah. my favorite place in the entire universe. Oh, wow, nice. I like the roller coaster was there. That was pretty cool. I had a fun time. Hagrid's motorbike. Yeah. Best roller coaster <laughs> I've ever been on. Nice. So when do you when do you think you get a chance to go see the new movie then? Um <laughs> so we now have an eight-month-old. Yeah, child. I was about to say that kind of puts a kibosh on things. Um, so as soon as we can find somebody to babysit said child, yes. <laughs> Do you think you'll be able to be like, here's my child babysit? You have a daughter? 
Sorry. Yes. Okay. You'll be able to hand off. Charlie. Charlie. You'll be able yeah. to hand her off to somebody, you know, that you trust, of course. Yeah, my sister. Okay. There you go. As soon as she's oh, yeah. available, yeah. shove the kid at her and say, hey, we're going out. We're going to see Harry Potter. Or what Absolutely. Nice. Good. It's fantastic beast and uh Dumbledore Secrets. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm excited because Obi-Wan uh series is coming out in May. Oh. So, oh yeah, isn't that on um, Disney, Disney Plus? Plus? Yeah. yeah. The only, well, Marvel and Star Wars, the only reasons I have Disney Plus. I can't say I watch a whole lot of other stuff. I'm sure it's very kid friendly, but uh, those we don't. Are- well, I mean, she's eight months old, so she doesn't really watch much TV yeah. at this point. But I pretty much use Disney Plus just to watch Hamilton over and over oh, okay. again. I need to watch that. <laughs> I need to watch it. I know I'd like it. Oh, I just, good. I, yeah, I heard a song from the other day and I was like, all right, I need to watch this. And you just reminded me that's on Disney Plus. I need to get on, get into that. Good. Oh, and the Beatles documentary is pretty good. I watched most of it. Yeah. Where, yeah. It is so amazing how, especially Paul and John, can sit there and one guy's like, ding, ding, ding. And the next thing you know, they're just writing a song. This is happening. And, and George and Ringo are like, oh, okay, we'll get this. Like, but John and Paul are like in the same brain going, no, you do it like this, and oh, and then you're Yoda... watching Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, yeah, but this I mean, like... and uh, Yoko's just right there with John the whole time, just right. Like I'm just like that is so weird. Like no, you go over there. We got to get through band stuff right now. The original stage five clinger. Yeah. Yes, she did. She was terrible. Oh, because and there is a scene in it. Not to give away too much that um one of george harrison's uh like religious people were like cleansing the area and they were like in the corner of the rooms and john was getting all like kind of butthurt that he that there was somebody extra in the room and i was like there's somebody extra about two inches away from you right yeah i was like (laughs) beat it yoko for a little bit while we can write songs like i'm not going anywhere (laughs) It was just really weird to me. Maybe it made sense to the rest of the Beatles, but at that those scenes, I was like, God, oh, that just sucks. And so, uh, well, I got one last question for you. Oh, you got a dog? Ah, uh, cameo by a dog in the in the. Hey, hi. Hey, doggy. <laughs> What's your name? This is Atlas. Atlas, I have two cats and they used to make cameos in the podcast all the time They'd come sit in my lap but they've had enough of this talking <laughs> but usually one of them's in the room so i wonder what they're up to um but yeah because my cat i've had him 13 yeah 13 years and he as he's yeah he's old and he's a clinger and he's kind of losing his ear hearing and eyesight so i'm like his rock he's stable so he's always around me like, oh, yeah, he's just like, don't go far. I need you to, like, make sure everything isn't as blurry. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love him. He was, he was probably, when I got him, good thing for me because I was such a uh, crazy five, four days drinking, there, you know, coming home, sure, because um, I had a full-time job. But, I mean, he made me come home and have something to take care of. and. 
Yeah. I can't imagine for me. that much anymore. No. Happened back then. I'm like, I would probably die now. Yeah. Yeah. We've learned. Yeah. And we, and you know, your body doesn't recover as quickly. It's just age, unless you were just stuck with it and you're just, no, yeah. like that. but if I get drunk once I, on a like Friday night, I'm not okay again until like Wednesday. Oh yeah. I need a good two days probably. <laughs> and hard, hard thought. Oh, next time. Don't drink that shot. Sweats. Yeah. Sweats. <laughs> All right. Sorry. My one last question oh, was yeah. uh, since show's called, Oh, my friends. How do we meet? There's no wrong answer. I love Joyce. Okay. You were DJing and yeah. um, I was asking you to play songs for me. <laughs> nice. And I didn't, I, I, pretty, I would have figured out you from the East Coast. I don't know why. I mean, I would have recognized it right away because I can hear it in your voice now. You are definitely from the East Coast, even though you I lived out here. I think you had a crush on one of my girlfriends. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who's that? Like, um, I don't even remember her name. All right. That's odd. I remember your name, but I don't remember yeah. her name. And she was my friend. I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm not, I know that's probably how we initially met. But then I remember talking to you for a while at like a house party. I want to say it was like, might have been like Sarah Robeson's house. It was in a garage. I just have this vivid memory. Uh, that's why I bet I knew found out you were from the East Coast at that time. I bet I we started talking. I don't remember that person. Yeah, but I remember we had lots of talks like that. Though. Yeah, and and um, you probably like the Red Sox. Yes. Yeah, I have them tattooed right here. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Yankee fan. So I know. Like, 30, I think we we got Yankees. we got definitely <laughs> argued about that for a little bit. I, I do remember that and such. So. Go yeah. Patriots, go Red Sox. Gotcha. I'm like, they're my only East Coast team. Yankees are. I like, otherwise, I'm a West Coast guy. Portland Trailblazers, if they ever win an NBA championship while I'm alive, I probably will cry. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm a Niners fan. And I, they got. Hey, five Jimmy goals. G. Yeah, he's, I, 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 I'm a fan still. And I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to. I love that. him. Yeah. He is. And everybody's like, ooh. Every girl is always like, ooh, you're a 49er fan? And they're like, you're quarterback. He is good looking. And I was like, yes, he is not hard to look at. I don't at. find him all that good looking. Yeah, but I oh. love, he's such a stand-up guy. Oh, yeah. there's not, I, I think he's a great teammate. I think I'm not really loving how it's going down right now, their quarterback situation or everything. <laughs> so I'd love to see him. I go, we're going to trade him to a team. And the moment they play us, he, he's going to kick the crap out of us and do everything. Like he could always do, but we didn't realize how good we had it with him. So I was like, that's what I'm hoping happens with Russell Wilson now that he's in Denver. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents are Seahawks fans and they, they were, they dismantled that team. And so I was like, wow, of all teams go to the Broncos. That's sweet. Cause I don't like them as I mean, I hate the Rams the most, but the Broncos, cause I live in the area are rough. And now they got Russell. I'm like, I guess I could truly hate him now. I had to keep it, had to keep it easy. Yeah, my parents, hate. <laughs> yeah, my parents are, are, are such fans. And so uh, my mom had Russell. She has a Russell Wilson jersey. And I got her a uh, well, uh, linebacker 
jersey for Seattle and they're both gone from the season. I was like, from the next season. I was like, no. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but I got I, I know Jersey people, so I can get not like state of Jersey, but I get cheaper jersey. <laughs> I know what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. might even know Jersey people from Jersey. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. When you live in New York for a little bit, you actually get to know some Jersey folk and everything. <laughs> well, thank you for giving me your time and being on the show. Absolutely. Good to see you again. I would like to thank Amanda for being on the show. I would love it if Amanda could make it to Laramie someday soon and we could get some pictures of booze. Well, maybe not. Just have a few drinks, catch up. I'm not sure the last time she was in Laramie, but I'm sure the town has changed a lot since then. All right, folks, on to the next episode. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Plaskarud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Plaskarud. <laughs>